Thank you so much for your time. So, I mean, let's focus in a little bit on this particular issue here. How prevalent um, is the issue around lawyers who may not necessarily be above board? It's endemic. Um, It happens all the time. It happens um, every single day. We basically have to deal with complaints about lawyers that um, do not pass on the monies that they claim to from us all the time. We've got plenty of cases that we have referred to the law enforcement agencies and we work very well with them. And so to answer your question, it's an endemic problem. On that note, then, once you work with the law enforcement agencies, is it easy or difficult for the beneficiaries to be able to recoup that money or to have that money eventually uh, paid to them? It can never be easy. First of all, we attempt to make an offer to the claims uh, every you know, for each claim uh, at 120 days. But the lawyers obviously string us along and they make sure that they run through the 120 days because the longer the cases or the claims stay with them, the more they can claim on legal or administrative fees. So imagine a case where a person has wasted two to three years or even longer than that and only to find that uh, he or she was swindled by the lawyers. And now the case has to go to law enforcement agencies and on top of that, that person has to come back to us for us to investigate, investigate the case from the start with our operations department and our investigations department. And then after that, we obviously have to pay the person while we prosecute the carpet. And so to answer your question, it's not an easy process at all. It involves a lot of waiting, waiting for the lawyer to process the claim. And after he or she has been found to have swindled the claimant, waiting for us to do the investigations and to close the case and then pay the money to the claimant. With issues like this, do you find that, uh, I don't know, the those in the legal uh, fraternity are actually concerned about the issues that you uh, raise and they do want to work with you in trying to weed out those who may not necessarily, uh, you know, be playing the game properly, so to speak? I'm afraid to say to you, no. There is no eagerness or enthusiasm to work with us to try and weed out the bad apples in the law enforcement agencies. We have referred cases to the Law Practice Council, the LPC, and obviously, I mean, it takes time for them to deal with the cases. And often we've said about them that we don't feel that they are enthusiastic enough. And we've referred some of the cases to the ombudsman to see if we can fast track the process of uh, weeding out the bad apples, in in other words, investigating those lawyers and to disbar them once they are found guilty of thieving either from the road accident fund or the the claimants. I mean, Judge Dunstan Mlambo, who is the justice of the Gauteng Division, um, in the conference of the judges last year in December, ventilated this case that there's a lineup of lawyers that Every day in the courts, they line up to steal from the road accident fund because they've turned it into a gravity train, being assisted obviously by doctors and sometimes claimants themselves. 
And when it comes to the processes that you put in place, can you talk to me about some of them uh, in order to prevent or rather to protect uh, the beneficiaries against any fraudulent lawyer? Indeed. We are in the process of, of automating our systems to make sure that computers or the systems that we'll put in place are the ones that process the, the claims. And so that if a human being has conducted something to the process, it is easy to trace who from within our staff that person is. But number two, we've introduced other systems. For instance, we've introduced the um, RAF1 form to make sure that the lawyers, when they submit documents, they submit all of the documents and they ran to court. And bizarrely, the courts agreed with them that it was not great for us to introduce this system, which we had hoped was going to force the lawyers to submit all of the documents because how they string this along is to submit the documents in bits and pieces. And with that, we cannot close the files. And that's how they drag them for as long as possible. So those are some of the systems, including our investigations, our forensics investigation directorate, which is within the Road Accident Fund, which has done stellar work in making sure that they identify the fraudulent cases. I mean, in the two, last two years, they identified and stopped cases to the value of 2.6 billion. And so the systems that we're putting in place are doing their work, but we are praying to the courts to say they must recognize some of the systems that we've put in place, like the RAF1 form, and support us because it will help us to quicken or fast-track the way that we deal with our claimants. Um, are you seeking leave to appeal? Uh, what's the next step? Indeed, we are appealing that. And we are hoping that in our appeal, the judges will see light. Because we're not doing it because we're trying to frustrate the lawyers. We're doing it because we're trying to empower the claimants. But obviously, these lawyers have declared a war on us because, number one, the current management stopped billions of um, tenders that were extended to the lawyers that they felt were wasteful. But number two, last year we introduced the RAF Amendment Bill of 2023, and obviously it makes the lawyers angry because one of the stipulations that we have put to the legislators in Parliament is to say we need to do away with the lawyers altogether because our argument is that when you apply for money from SASA, you do not need a lawyer. And likewise, when you apply for aid from NFSUS. You do not need a lawyer. And we're saying to this, for this social benefit uh, of the Road Accident Fund, you do not need a lawyer. We can process your claim. And if you feel that we've been unfair, and only then can you go and seek legal, legal aid. All right. Um, before I let you go, I do understand that you had launched a customer relations uh, management contact center. Um, what's been the feedback with that? Are you getting a positive response from claimants? It's been amazing. What's amazing is that we have empowered the claimants to now know at what stage their claim is because the lawyers were leaving them in the dark until two, three, four, five years later when the nannies were ready to be dispersed. And obviously, it's pissed off the lawyers greatly that the people can call on 87 and check on their claims. And we tell them all the time, this is where we are. We have now 
offered you, um, you know, this much. And the lawyers absolutely hate it. But you know what? Our claimants absolutely love it. Macintosh, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to catching up, I suppose, once, um, you know, the matter, as you've mentioned, you have lodged an application for leave to appeal. And I assume that is sitting with the Supreme Court of Appeal. But I do look forward to catching up with you regarding that particular issue. That is Macintosh Palela, who is the spokesperson for the Road Accident Fund, talking to us about the processes that they've put in place to protect beneficiaries against fraudulent lawyers. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.